Today's reading is taken from Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 to 13. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Thank you, Steve. And it's so lovely to see Steve in person because I was a regular on our chapel services last year when they were on Zoom. So it's so wonderful to see people for the first time in person. So it's great to be here. Now, I live in Sheffield with my husband, Chris, and our two children. And a few years ago, I went to the Crucible Theatre to see a show. And just before the show started, I popped to the ladies' loose. And when I returned, I saw Chris in the foyer. He had his back to me and he was reading a brochure. So I went up to him. I put my arm around his shoulder. I started kissing his other shoulder. And I was reading the brochure with him. All of a sudden, a woman started glaring at me. And I looked at her and thought, what's your problem? And I turned to Chris to say, what's this woman's problem? And then I realised that since I'd gone to the toilets, my husband had not only aged by 20 years, but he had grown a beard. The penny dropped that I was kissing the shoulder of a complete stranger. So I made my quick apologies. I ran round the corner and I died of shame. Now, the problem was that I'd become so familiar with the concept of who my husband is, I failed to recognise him. And the next few weeks, we're going to be studying the Lord's Prayer. It is a common, familiar prayer. You know, some of us say it every week at our church services, and some of us say it daily. But I wonder if the words have become so familiar that we too fail to recognise God for who he truly is. Hallowed be your name. Hallow means to make holy, to revere, to admire. Do we rattle off these words by rote, or do we truly revere God? Have we lost our sense of awe and wonder of God? Is he a God who we occasionally acknowledge? Or is he the God that continually takes our breath away with his majesty and splendour? The Bible says that God is almighty, powerful, infinite, creator, saviour, healer, redeemer, sovereign, peace, provider, faithful, able, king of kings, lord of lords, he's miracle working, he is our strength, our song, the alpha, the omega, the lord of hosts, the great I am. This is the God who heals the sick, calms the storm, parts the sea, makes the way, moves the mountains, demolishes the wall, raises the dead, defeats the army, and saves the world. Every day I read a psalm, and at the moment I'm reading them from the, tra- uh, the Passion Translation. And I just want to share a few verses from Psalm 29. Proclaim his majesty, all you mighty champions, you sons of almighty God, giving all the glory and strength back to him. Be in awe before his majesty, 
be in awe before such power and might. Come, worship wonderful Yahweh, arrayed in all his splendour, bowing in worship as he appears in the beauty of holiness. Give him the honour due to his name. Worship him wearing the glory garments of your holy priestly calling. The voice of the Lord echoes through the skies and seas. The glory God reigns as he thunders in the clouds. So powerful is his voice, so brilliant and bright. How majestic as he thunders over the great waters. His tympanic thunder topples the strongest of trees. His symphonic sound splinters the mighty forests. In his temple, all fall before him, with each one shouting, Glory, glory, the God of glory. Above the furious flood, the enthroned one reigns. The King God rules with eternity at his side. This is the one who gives his strength and might to his people. This is the Lord giving us the kiss of peace. This is our God. And God is bigger and more powerful than any opponent, pandemic, diagnosis, financial worry, relationship breakdown, mountain storm or trouble that we are facing. Let us refuse to reduce God to the size of our thinking or experience. Rather, let us return to a place of awe and wonder. Hallowed be your name. This, this afternoon, I'm going to quickly give you three ways of how we can make this a reality in our lives. Number one, let's be purposeful. To hallow God's name, we have to be in relationship with him, to know him. We have to purposely carve out time to be in God's presence, majesty and splendour so that intimacy may develop. How do we do that? Well, for me, I go to church, I read my Bible and pray daily, I attend a midweek Bible study, I'll be on Zoom, I come to this chapel service whenever I'm in Parliament, I listen to hymns and worship music in the car and at the gym, and I prayer walk around this place. And I'm sure that you can think of lots of other ways that how you connect with God. But let's make sure that it's not an afterthought, but it's our first thought. I love what it says in Psalm 140, verse 13 in the Passion Translation. Choose and cherish God's presence above everything else. May God be our magnificent obsession. Number two, let's be pondering. You know, this afternoon I've shared with you the names of God, but let's be people who not only know the names, but meditate to ponder on them. These names will comfort in times of trouble and challenge us to live a life that honours God. And one consequence of pondering on the names of God, that it brings our faith to life. There's a spark again, and we choose to believe for more. Ephesians 3 verse 20. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. And I wonder 
if there are prayers that we have uttered in days gone by that are now on the too difficult for God shelf. We need to take those prayers, blow off the dust and believe again. God is able. And finally, number three, let's be practising. To hallow God's name is not just a Sunday morning activity. It's not just a prayer. It's to be lived out in our day-to-day. Our speeches in the chamber, hallowed be your name. In our interactions with constituents, hallowed be your name. In our confrontations with people we disagree with, hallowed be your name. In our tedious work today, hallowed be your name. Even when the boss isn't looking, hallowed be your name. When we're tempted to take the easy way instead of the right way, hallowed be your name. When we're tempted to lie, hallowed be your name. When we're dealing with that difficult family member, hallowed be your name. Let me read to you Romans 12, verses 1 to 2, this time from the message version. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognise what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings out the best of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. So that's the challenge. As we utter those words, hallowed be your name, let us think, speak, and act from a place of deep reverence to our Father in heaven. We are purposeful, we are pondering, we are practicing. Hallowed be your name. Let's pray. Dear God, I just thank you for our time here together this afternoon. As we draw close to you and we say our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. And we're sorry for the times when we have become complacent, when those words have just been something that we rattle off. But God, I pray that we would return to a place of awe and wonder. Would we allow you to continually take our breath away? And Holy Spirit, we welcome you in this room right now. May we be aware of your presence as we leave and go and do our day-to-day work. We thank you that we're not alone, but you're with us. And God, we pray that whatever we think, say and do today would give you the glory alone. Hallowed be your name.
And God, we just think of those prayers that we've uttered in the past, which we've put on the too difficult for God shelf. Maybe it's that diagnosis. Maybe it's that family breakdown. Maybe it's financial worries or the concerns of a constituent. And today we believe that you are bigger than any problem. You're bigger than any person or situation. And we choose to believe again. And so, God, we offer you those prayers again. And we ask that you come. That you come and work powerfully through us, in our situations, and in this place. Amen. Amen.